podcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, I'm Rebecca Law. And I'm Abigail Cunningham. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, a close race for governor in New Jersey while GOP's Youngkin takes Virginia. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. James Parsons will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Andrew Rogers will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a chilly 50 degrees. And now on to our top story. School children take the spotlight this week as the U.S. enters a new phase in COVID-19 vaccination aimed at curbing deaths, hospitalizations, and more than a year of disrupted education. Hugs with friends, birthday parties indoors, pillow fights. Kids who got their first shots today said these were the pleasures they were looking forward to. With authorities promising enough supply to protect the nation's 28 million children aged 5 to 11, vaccinations began after the final okay late last night. The lower dose vaccine requires two shots three weeks apart. Children who get vaccinated before Thanksgiving will be fully covered by Christmas. The Associated Press has learned that an independent Pentagon review has concluded that the U.S. drone strike that killed innocent Kabul civilians and children in the final days of the Afghanistan war was not caused by misconduct or negligence, and it doesn't recommend any disciplinary action. The review found there were some breakdowns in communication and in the process of identifying and confirming the target of the bombing. That's according to a senior defense official familiar with the report. The UN human rights chief says Ethiopia's year-long war has been marked by, quote, extreme brutality, unquote, as a joint investigation into alleged atrocities faults all sides for committing abuses. She says, quote, the numbers, the big numbers, excuse me, of violations are linked to to Ethiopian forces and those from neighboring Eritrea. The investigation was hampered by authorities' intimidation and restrictions and didn't visit some of the war's worst affected locations. The report is a rare collaboration by the UN Human Rights Office and the government-created Ethiopian Human Rights Commission. It comes a day before the war's one-year mark. Africa's second most populous country is in a new state of emergency as rival Tigray forces threaten the capital. Prosecutors at Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial today played video for the jury that captured scenes of protesters and the sound of gunfire in the streets as they began detailing the night last year that Rittenhouse shot three people, two fatally, during a tumultuous demonstration against police brutality. One of the videos live-streamed that night by social media influencer Corey Washington shows Rittenhouse running through the frame carrying a fire extinguisher. Shortly afterward, the video captures the sound of gunfire. Rittenhouse, a one-time police youth cadet who was 17 at the time of the shootings, could get life in prison if convicted. Democratic Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey is still in a close race for re-election, while a Republican political newcomer has delivered a stunning upset in 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 the Virginia governor's race. 
Those results are sending a warning today to Democrats that their grip on power in Washington may be in peril. In Virginia, Glenn Youngkin became the first Republican to win statewide office in dozen, a dozen years, tapping into culture war fights and over schools and race to unite former, Donald, former President Donald Trump's most fervent supporters with enough suburban voters to notch a victory. President Joe Biden won Virginia by a comfortable 10 percentage points last year and New Jersey by 15. Coming up, more than $65 million announced for West Virginia hazard mitigation projects. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. your teeth before you go to school. No, Mom, I don't have time to brush my teeth. Timmy, if you don't brush your teeth, they'll rot! No! Little did Timmy know that would be remembered as the worst day of his life. After not brushing his teeth, he walked outside, and a car drove through a puddle, splashing Timmy, getting him soaking wet. Oh, no! After walking to school drenched, Timmy got the news that he was failing all his classes and then was kicked off the rugby team. Oh, man. On his way home after school, a gust of wind blew Timmy's hat into the street, and when he went to get it, he was struck by a vehicle. No! Now sporting a full-body cast, Timmy's girlfriend Jill dumped him. Oh, no! Because it's not cool to go to prom with a mummy. Did you know that thousands of Americans suffer from cavities every year? <gasps> Remember to brush your teeth after every meal. Who knows what it could prevent? This announcement brought to you by your friends at WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Rebecca Law. And I'm Abigail Cunningham. Maintenance and service union workers have gone on strike at a West Virginia hospital after their contract expired. About a thousand members of the Services Employees International Union District 1999 walked off the job Monday at Cabell Huntington Hospital. Union District Secretary Treasurer Joyce Gibson says hospital officials are prioritizing profits over workers and patients. The hospital says it's disappointed that workers rejected a wage and benefits offer. The offer included 3% average annual wage increases, increased shift differentials, and continued automatic annual contributions to eligible employees' retirement accounts. Service employees also were asked to begin paying health insurance premiums. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has canceled in-person events after he and his wife, Fran DeWine, were exposed to two staff members who recently tested positive for COVID-19. Both the governor and his wife are vaccinated and received their booster shots and have tested negative for the coronavirus and have no systems. Symptoms, excuse me. The governor's office said today that the couple won't appear at previously scheduled in-person events through Sunday. In August 2020, DeWine tested negative for COVID-19 hours after testing positive earlier in the day. The news of the DeWine's exposure came as the state prepared the first vaccinations for children ages 5 to 11. Kentucky's Georgetown College says it has fired the school's president after reports emerged accusing him of sexual assault and sexual misconduct against employees. The small Christian liberal arts school said yesterday that its board of trustees voted to fire William Jones after Georgetown College received allegations that Jones 
Jones had sexually assaulted a female college employee and had behaved inappropriately with another female coworker. The college says it learned of the allegations on Sunday and the board voted to fire him Monday. The Associated Press was not able to reach Jones for comment yesterday evening. The school is located north of Lexington and is not connected to Georgetown University in Washington. Cleveland voters have approved a new civilian police review board with powers independent of the mayor's office. The measure creates a community police commission to oversee the board, which has authority to investigate complaints from the public against officers and to order disciplinary action. The action comes as the city remains under a federal consent decree after the U.S. Justice Department found a pattern of officers using excessive force and violating people's civil rights. Cleveland joins Columbus and a number of com communities nationally that have created similar civilian review boards in recent years. Opponents say new board, the new board runs afoul a labor of labor contracts and other parts of Cleveland's charter. Several West Virginia towns are receiving federal funding for hazard mitigation projects. Governor Jim Justice held ceremonies yesterday in Marlinton and Alderson to announce over $41.5 million in funding. Earlier in the day, another $24.3 million was announced at events in Oak Hill and Craigsville for a total of $65.8 million. Justice says some West Virginia communities, quote, caught a real cannonball to the stomach with the 2016 flood, unquote. But he said the funding announced yesterday will help prepare for the future. The funds were made available through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban, De Urban Development's Community Development Block Grant Mitigation Program. Coming up next, Winsome Sears becomes Virginia's first female lieutenant governor. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Here at the Institute for Better Radio, we're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how does no commercial sound? Smashing! How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Rebecca Law. And I'm Abigail Cunningham. The Pentagon says China is expanding its nuclear force must, much faster than U.S. officials predicted just a year ago. In a report to Congress, the Pentagon says this highlights a broad and accelerating expansion of military power designed to enable Beijing to match or surpass American global influence and power by mid-century. 
The report says the number of Chinese nuclear warheads could increase to 700 within six years and may top 1,000 by 2030. The report did not say how many weapons China has today. A year ago, the Pentagon said the figure was, quote, in the low 200s, unquote. The World Health Organization has granted an emergency use license to a coronavirus vaccine developed in India. In a statement today, the UN Health Agency said it had authorized Covaxin, made by India's, India's Bharat Biotech. The decision makes Covaxin the eighth COVID-19 vaccine to receive WHO's green light. The license also offers reassurance for the shot for a shot that India's regulators authorized long before advanced safety and efficacy testing was completed. Covaxin was developed by Bharat Biotech in partnership with the Indian Council of Medical Research. WHO said the vaccine was found to be about 78% effective in preventing severe COVID-19 and was, quote, extremely suitable, unquote, for poor countries due to its much easier storage requirements. The attorney for a renowned New Orleans trumpet player says nothing would be gained by sending him to jail in a million-dollar charity fraud case. Claude Kelly made the argument in federal court today on behalf of Irvin Mayfield. Irvin and his musical partner, pianist Ronald Markin, were awaiting sentencing this afternoon. Each could get five years in prison for steering more than $1.3 million from the New Orleans Public Library Foundation to themselves. Kelly says Mayfield took full responsibility for his wrongdoing and pointed to numerous community improvement efforts by the musician, said Mayfield has, quote, an incredible capacity to make it right, unquote. President Joe Biden recognized migration flows would spike if he scrapped his predecessor's hardline border policies without a new asylum system in place. He was prepared for traffic to return to highs of 2019, but arrivals exceeded expectations almost immediately. Some issues could not have been predicted, and major structural problems predate him. But a review of the, by, of the past year by the Associated Press shows Biden, surrounded by many immigration advocates, was unprepared for the challenge, which included record arrivals in the Rio Grande Valley and a camp, and a camp of about 15,000 mostly Haitian refugees in a small Texas border town. Republican Winsome Sears will become the first female lieutenant governor and the first woman of color to hold statewide office in Virginia. Sears defeated Democrat Hala Ayala in yesterday's election. Sears rocketed out of political obscurity to win the GOP nomination on the strength of a campaign photo in which she posed holding a military rifle. A former Marine, she also highlighted her background as a Jamaican immigrant campaigning against illegal immigration. Sears had a brief stint in electoral politics nearly 20 years ago as a one-term delegate in the General Assembly representing parts of Hampton Roads. Ayala also would have become the first female lieutenant governor and woman of color to hold statewide office if she had won. Coming up next, Frey wins second term as Minneapolis mayor after bitter race. And your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer both before and after they touch you. 
Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Eating Sportsside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Anspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. And I'm Abigail Cunningham. The Federal Reserve will begin dialing back the extraordinary economic aid it's provided since the pandemic erupted last year, a response to high inflation that now looks likely to persist longer than it did just a few months ago. In a statement after its latest policy meeting, the Fed said it will start reducing its $120 billion in monthly bond purchases in the coming weeks by $15 billion a month, though it reserved the right to change that pace. Those purchases have been intended to hold down long-term interest rates to encourage borrowing and spending. With the economy recovering, that's no longer needed. Republicans have won at least 50 seats in the Virginia House, ensuring at least a tie with Democrats who had fought to retain control. Several races were still too early to call, but the GOP also declared victory in several of those, with party leaders saying that they were confident they had flipped control of the House. The election was seen as a referendum on a series of progressive reforms that Democrats have passed over the past two years. Going into the election yesterday, Democrats Democrats held a 55-45 to majority. The GOP had targeted 13 Democrat-held seats, all 100 House seats were on the ballot. Democrats still hold a slim 21 to 19 to excuse me, nope, 21 to 19 majority over Republicans in the Senate. Senators are not up for re-election until 2023. Democrats announced they have sealed a deal to lower pharmaceutical drug costs for seniors as part of President Joe Biden's sweeping 1.75 trillion dollar domestic policy. The plan would cap out-of-pocket Medicare costs to 2000 and lower insulin prices, according to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who announced the deal today. It's less far-reaching than first, first envisioned, but helps salvage a campaign promise. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told Democrats privately today she expects to finish a final draft of Biden's overall bill by midday with possible votes tomorrow. That's according to a person who requested anonymity to discuss her closed-door remarks. President Joe Biden demonstrated over five days abroad to, at two global summits that he was, has a new willingness to openly confront China over climate change and its lack of leadership on the global stage. Biden ended his, ended his time at the UN Climate Summit in Scotland yesterday by chastising China's president for physically skipping the event and failing to make a level of commitments that roughly 100 other nations did to curb greenhouse gases. But Biden's global prog- progress and willingness to challenge China may be lost in the fog of domestic politics. Minneapolis voters have re-elected Mayor Jacob Frey after a bitter race that focused on calls for changes to policing and racial justice. 
More than a dozen candidates ran to be mayor, including many who took issue with the way the Democratic incumbent has handled changes to the police department since one of its officers killed George Floyd last year. Frey positioned himself as an opponent of an effort to eliminate the police department and one of the most vocal liberals who were seeking a symbolic victory in Floyd City. The results were announced today after Frey didn't get enough votes in the first round last night to win outright under the city's ranked choice voting system. Coming up next, James Parsons will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Andrew Rogers will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. and welcome to the Music Request Hotline. Please state the name of the genre you'd like to hear. Alternative? You said hip-hop. If that's correct, please say yes. No. You have confirmed hip-hop. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I said alternative. Country you want to hear? No, no, no. Country it is. No, I said, said alternative. Sports. Alternative rock. Music. No, no, okay, no, no. Tired of ignored requests? No, no, Call 696-6651 no, 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 and get what you asked for on WMUL-FM. No, I don't hear jazz. I'm Center 88, I'm James Parsons, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today you will find it to be a partly cloudy 50 degrees. The temperature will mildly drop throughout the night until it reaches a low of 31 degrees around the early morning tomorrow. The temperature will rise throughout the day before reaching a high of 53 in the early afternoon. The temperature will drop throughout the night until it reaches a low of 28 early morning Friday, which will then mildly rise toward a high of 54 in the early afternoon. Expect a sunny Friday after two partly cloudy days. Today in weather history. Today in 1890, the temperature at Los Angeles, California reached 96 degrees, a November record for 76 years. Thank you, weatherforyou.com, for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 50 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for New Center 88. I'm James Parsons. Thanks, James. Now Andrew Rogers joins us with the FM88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. The Marshall Thundering Herd baseball team's intra-squad World Series came to a close this past weekend as Team Green defeated Team Black 7-0 in Game 3 and 4-1 in Game 4 to complete a four-game sweep. In Game 3, Team Green scored six runs, including a two-run blast by Luke Edwards in the first inning. Eddie Leone went two for four in Game 3 with a pair of doubles as Jordan Billups reached base three times in four plate appearances. Billups followed up his performance in Game 3 with a two-hit day at the plate in Game 4, as Edwards did the same. Ryan Leach fell short of the cycle in Game 4, going 3-for-3 three three with a double home run and three runs batted in the series-clinching game. Avery Lee joined Billups and Edwards, going 2-for-3 at the plate in Game 4. Team Blacks Jordan Blanton and Zach Gardner each collected two hits and three at-bats during the final contest. Team Green's pitching produced some dominating performances in the final two games. Jeffrey Pornell threw four no-hit innings in Game 4. Nicholas Weirich pitched two and a third scoreless frames. Carter Lyles, Louis Davenport, and Will Dando each threw a pair of scoreless innings, as Dando also recorded a save. Over to the Marshall women's golf team as it completed its final tournament of the 2021 fall season on Tuesday at the Grand Over Fall Classic, Classic, hosted by UNC Greensboro. The Thundering Herd finished in 7th place. Marshall now takes a break for the remainder of the fall semester and returns to action in the spring. The Herd's first competition in spring 
of 2022 is the first Coast Classic in Jacksonville, Florida in the second week of February. Senior Jackie Schmidt led the herd, tied for 14th, moving up seven places on the leaderboard in the final round. Schmidt sank one birdie in the round. Freshman Emily McAlachie improved her score by two shots from the second round and bumped up to six places on the leaderboard to also finish in the top 20. Schmidt was named Conference USA Women's Golfer of the Week, the league office announced earlier today. She led Marshall at the Fall Classic, earning her first league weekly honor of her career after a great two days at the Grandover Fall Classic. She finished tied for 14th and kept climbing the leaderboard after each round. On a tough course at Grandover East that had seen rain for three straight days before the event started, Schmidt bounced back after a rough first round to improve her score by four shots and move up nine spots on the leaderboard after the second round. She moved up yet again seven more places on Tuesday in the third round to get into the top 15 out of 71 golfers. She shot par better on 33 holes and totaled six birdies. On to other sports news, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will not play against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. The NFL has considered Rodgers as unvaccinated since the start of the season, sources confirmed to ESPN and as first reported by the NFL Network. Under league protocol, if Rodgers tests positive and is unvaccinated, he must quarantine for a minimum of 10 days and cannot return until November 13th at the earliest, as if he remains asymptomatic. Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs was driving 156 miles per hour with the blood alcohol content twice Nevada's legal limit before his car slammed into the rear of a vehicle that burned, killing a 23-year-old woman. Ruggs had his initial court appearance Wednesday on felony charges of driving under the influence of alcohol, resulting in death and reckless driving that could get him up to 26 years in state prison if he is convicted. Prosecutors said Ruggs was traveling 156 miles per hour two seconds before the crash and was at 127 miles per hour when the airbags deployed in his vehicle. New Orleans Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas announced Wednesday that he will miss the remainder of the 2021 season after another small setback, which he will have to address in recovering from his ankle surgery. Sources told ESPN that the setback was a new issue that recently developed after Thomas had progressed in his recovery. Saints coach Sean Payton added Wednesday that Thomas had been working his tail off before recent scans showed that he might have might have to have another surgery uh, before he is able to play again. That does it for the FM88 Sports Report. For the FM88 Sports Team, I'm Andrew Rogers. Thanks, Andrew. And when we return on New Center 88, a cat's request for representation denied. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Freedom of, freedom, of speech means means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. 
And finally, today on News Center 88, a New York City mayoral candidate and his cat were both soundly rejected at the polls yesterday when GOP candidate Curtis Sliwa tried to vote with one of the more than a dozen rescue cats he lives with at his studio apartment in Manhattan, he was told the feline had to stay out. It wasn't the only indignity Sliwa suffered while trying to vote. He was told to remove a red jacket with his name on it because it might be considered electioneering. His ballot was briefly jammed in a voting machine before it was freed by an elections worker. And adding insult to injury, Sliwa lost his mayoral bid to Democrat Eric Adams. It is estimated that more than 5,000 people visited a botanical garden near San Diego in the past two days, and there was a big stink to boot. In fact, that's why so many came, to smell the big stink emanating from a flower known as the corpse plant. It gets its name because it reeks of death. The official name of the funky flower is Amorphophallus titanium, which hails from Sumatra. For those with sensitive noses, there's good news. The bloom of the corpse plant lasts just 48 hours. It releases a rotten flesh smell to attract beetles and flies to help with pollination. In Chloe Zhao's Eternals, Lauren Ridloff plays the first deaf superhero in Marvel's cinematic universe. In the film, which Disney releases in theaters Friday, Ridloff plays one of ten immortal guardians alongside Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, and Kumail Nanjiani. Eternals seeks to expand many of the traditional notions of superheroes. For the first time in 26 blockbuster films, a person with hearing impairment is alongside other mighty saviors fighting to rescue the world. It is a lofty accomplishment for Ridloff, a 43-year-old former kindergarten teacher. Ridloff hadn't set out to be an actor. She initially was just helping Children of a Lesser God director Kenny Leon as a sign language tutor. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to turn in, tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Abigail Cunningham, James Parsons, Andrew Rogers, Justin Zimmer, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Rebecca Law, and your thought of the day is, the mystery of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. Frank Herbert.